Hi, sisters, and welcome back to Goth Sorority. This is chapter meeting five. Got some exciting things in the works for you today. I really feel like this is going to be a spectacular episode. This so is a buckle big up. episode. Buckle I thought up. last week was big, but this one is big, really big. So, you know, last time we talked to you guys, it was um, upcoming Eleanor's birthday. Yeah. So and let's now I am, talk about it. Yeah. She's a 22-year-old woman, baby. Yeah. Her it's Taylor been, Swift year. Yeah. I didn't actually listen to the song on my birthday. Have you since? No. Maybe <laughs> I will on the way. Girl, I you know, got to. You got to. Um, anyways. Anyways. What'd you get for your birthday? Any exciting gifts? Uh, well, I bought myself some stuff. My big gift from my family was some lint rollers, <laughs> which were much appreciated. <laughs> Tell everybody why. Uh, yeah, if you don't know this about me, which even if you are friends with me, you might not know this about mm -hmm. me. It's a somewhat recent development, but I am a bit obsessive mm -hmm. with my clothes <laughs> and with the cleanliness of my clothes. I think it's because like now I wear black almost every yeah. day and obviously I have Daisy, a white mm -hmm. dog, mm -hmm. but also like I, it just needs to be completely yeah. pristine. I, I feel like hair. this is one of the things that I didn't like know about you, but I always kind of noticed yeah. like how we would like have the same sweatshirt, but you would wash yours like <laughs> yeah. every single time yeah. you wore it. And I've been like, I haven't washed this since I bought it. Now I've learned my lesson. I've overwashed a lot of clothes in uh, the past year. Mm -hmm. But I've learned my lesson and, you know, as much as it pains me <laughs> to feel that my clothes are dirty, uh, you know, it's just a new flavor yeah. of my mental illness that has come <laughs> yeah. to light in the past uh, couple months. But the lint rollers, that'll help. Yeah, and they're big ones. It's Ooh. three, like, really big ones. Yeah. Very exciting. Then I, they also gave me money to buy, you know, like mm -hmm. a nice thing. But best gift was the lint <laughs> Period. Period. Yeah. So... Yeah, we haven't uh, not filmed. We haven't recorded in like nine days. I know. It feels like too long, guys. I know. I was missing you. it. <laughs> yeah. So on my birthday, mm -hmm. we watched a film. A film that we're of course gonna have to discuss. Uh -huh. It's a it's a doozy. It's folks. a doozy. Kissing Booth two. Wow. Wow. If you haven't seen it, I mean. I don't know what to tell you. Where have you been? Like, mm -hmm. it is a pop culture phenomenon, sweetie. It is number one on Netflix in the U.S. and has been. been. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Kissing Booth 1, I mean, you got to do that before you watch 2. Yeah. I can't say which one of them is worse. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's been so long. When yeah. was Kissing Booth 1? Kissing Booth, I think it was only like a year ago. Yeah. Back when we were still in college. Yeah. And now we're just <laughs> miserable old yeah. yeah. Anyways, not that we weren't also miserable yeah. then, but it's just a different kind of misery now. Yeah. Real world. Um, so Kissing Booth one brief recap. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really need to just go watch yeah. it, but if you haven't, there's this girl Elle, and she's best friends with this guy Lee. And Lee's older brother, they're in 11th grade, and Lee's older brother mm -hmm. is in 12th grade. And he's, like, the bad boy at school. The hottie. The hottie. He, like, rides a motorcycle. Isn't he on the football team? He's on the football team. He gets in a lot of fights. But he's also a smart boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. So, and he starts becoming, like, really overprotective of Elle because now they're in 11th grade and Elle, you know, his – Elle's suddenly desirable. Yeah. She's suddenly really hot. She comes to school and everyone's looking at her mm -hmm. all the time. And he don't like it. He doesn't like it. He gets jealous. And she doesn't understand why he's being so overprotective. And then her and Lee, the best friend, the younger brother, have to do <laughs> – I apologize. Okay. We're no, getting it's to necessary. It's necessary. So they organize a kissing booth for the fundraiser for their school. And the person who is, like, working the kissing booth is blindfolded. So Elle works the kissing booth. And mm -hmm. the older brother comes and kisses her 
Then she whips off her blindfold and they start kissing some more. And then they begin a secret affair. An affair, darling. Okay. So. An illicit affair. An illicit affair. (laughs) Folklore reference. Yeah. So by the end, Lee, because she wasn't telling her best friend, his little brother, Mm -hmm. he finds out he's mad at her. They all eventually make up. And Noah, the older brother and her boyfriend, goes off to Harvard at the end of the film. Okay. Anyways. So, anyways, going into so, Kissing Booth 2 yes. is L and It Lee's picks up right year. back. Picks up right back where it left off. They're seniors. And I don't want to go in depth about, you know, the plot. Yeah. But it's – there's a lot of things about it that are – blackballed yeah yeah this is kind of blackballed segment yeah i feel like kissing booth two was probably more entertaining than kissing booth one i agree but it was entertaining because it was so um horrible yeah (laughs) they were both super cringe um but two i do think was slightly more entertaining yeah um yeah, so I mean, let's just get let's to just, it. Let's baby. just get to let's it. Let's start complaining what we do best. I think we should preface this all with the fact mm-hmm. that we really dislike Joey King. Yeah, we do. So everything will be tinged with with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. sorry if you're a Joey King stan. Okay, why, but... and you know what? She's pretty, mm-hmm. but it is just unrealistic to me okay if you look at the two main men in this film okay Mm -hmm. her boyfriend who's at harvard now and then the other love interest that comes in it's just these are like supermodel level men okay these are beautiful men and she is just like i'm so like it's just it doesn't match up no it doesn't it doesn't it gives an unrealistic expectation it does it does Sorry. Yeah, and like Sorry. Elle, even in the second one, Elle comes to school and it's like everyone is staring at her, she, and it's like, what are you staring at? Yeah, look away, Sorry. look away. Like she's not that interesting. Yeah, I mean, and her personality does not make up for it. No, no, no. The character is horrible. She literally is so annoying. She ruins everything uh-huh. for everyone. But just going back to the actors. Oh my god, we yeah. have to say. That Joey King and Jacob Elordi, the main guy. You would know him from Euphoria if you've watched that. Yeah. They dated Mm -hmm. during Kissing Booth 1. Or Kissing Booth 1 is what brought them together. Mm -hmm. Sparked a romance. But but then they broke up before Kissing Booth 2. So it's two exes filming this movie together. And you can't stop thinking about it the entire time. No. It's like when they... At no point in the movie are you fooled by no. the fact that they're no and it's so disturbing like especially when she goes to visit him and mm-hmm. he's at the airport mm-hmm. and she like runs and jumps into his arms and they're both like Ew. so happy and kissing and it's like they are exes <laughs> they are exes i don't like that and, and since since kissing booth one uh-huh. jacob lordy as mentioned oh, he did upgrade he, he did upgraded upgrade. okay he was on euphoria Mm -hmm. and now i don't know if he still is i think maybe yeah he is linked with zendaya now who is just like hot beyond belief yeah like there's no competition no like i i'm sorry like sorry i'm sorry it's zendaya i just like zendaya i don't know you know you know who we're talking about yeah so there's that and i mean also just like even if not that she's unattractive, yeah. but even if you found her very, very pretty, yeah. like extremely pretty, the height difference makes the pairing. I was just about to mention. Like horrible and unrealistic. It is disturbing. It's disturbing. It is so difference. disturbing in Kissing Booth 1 that I believe that they like did some optical illusions uh-huh. in Kissing Booth 2. So Jacob Elordi is like 6'5". Very tall man. Joey King is Adds probably like 5'2". Maybe. Maybe. Like, in the first movie, when he would, like, bend down to Mm. kiss her, the visual was sickening. Okay? This was, like, a man craning (laughs) his He's going to have back problems. It hurt my back just looking at it. Like, this man is a good foot and a tall, foot and a half taller than her. Very disturbing to look at. 
So in the second one, I swear she was standing on a box yeah, or something. It had to be. I mean, there were moments in the second one where you were like, come on now. Yeah. Disturbing. Ugh. Disturbing. I think the my least favorite line in the whole movie. I can't even say it. I can't even say what she says to him. I don't At remember. the restaurant. Oh my god. Oh my god. The I jungle even... gym. Bitch. Oh. oh. I cannot. <laughs> it's gross. It makes me so uncomfortable. It is gross. And just imagining. Okay, fuck. I'll say it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, say it. it. Stop asking. Say it. She looks him, her ex-boyfriend, dead in the eyes and says something to the effect of, when we get home, I'm going to use you like my own personal jungle, jungle gym. Yeah, she says that. Imagine looking your ex in the eye and saying that and then delivering well, it with a wink. Well, she probably means it too. It's him I feel bad for. You know, yeah. he's like, well, I got Zendaya at home, honey. <laughs> She's waiting for me. She's sweetie. waiting for me. God, it is disturbing. Truly disturbing. And there are other things about this film yeah and this i'm just, just one of the things this is just one of that's the plaguing your mind so the continuing on with uh dance dance revolution or <laughs> i just gave it away <laughs> continuing on with the black bald okay one of the main plot points of this movie is that her and her best friend lee are obsessed with like a dance dance revolution type game mm -hmm. like in an arcade and she sees that there is a competition where you can win fifty thousand dollars for entering this Dance Dance Revolution competition. Okay. So even when they're just doing it for fun. It's cringe. It's their feet are constantly no. off that mat. Okay. Mm -hmm. They are constantly throwing in random, unnecessary mm -hmm. things that have nothing to do with the game. There's twirls. Mm -hmm. There's dips. There's so many arm movements no, that are simply people. unnecessary. The only goal of this game is to keep your feet on that <laughs> mat and pressing those arrows. The correct buttons. The correct buttons when they appear on the screen. Uh-huh. So what is the point? And then it's like they're just all over the place, barely touching these uh, buttons. And then it pops up on the screen like, 97% accuracy. Yeah, for the four times that they actually touch the board with their feet. Yeah, like this shit just pisses me off, okay? It's stuff like this in film and move or film and television that like just really grind my gears. It eats you up. It's similar to when like you're watching something and they're allegedly using the phone. Mm -hmm. and, and you can see that. You can see that they're not on the phone. It's like they make zero attempts to even, mm -hmm. or it's like, they like type something for one second are they like yeah oh my god it pisses me off i mean i think we have to throw in mention here of one yeah. of the greatest examples one of the greatest of examples of one of these uh just not trying at all yeah another movie we watched that was truly horrible but also recommended if you are a fan of watching horrible movies this is like actually the worst yeah. movie we've ever seen and it's called be somebody so the two main characters are sitting in a bowling alley, okay, and they're sipping their drinks, okay, and then they go to put their drinks down, and all you hear is like these, <laughs> the cup is empty, those and cups it's are so obvious. bone dry. There's nothing in those cups, okay. It's like just put something in the cup for God's sakes. Is it that hard? Is it that, is it that hard to just? actually type on the phone when you're yeah. supposed to be texting is it that hard to make a fake phone call yeah it is mind-boggling i mean that these movies is blackballed that is blackballed truly blackballed that you can put that much money into a movie yeah. however much it costs to make a movie i have no concept of money but like i'm sure it's a fuck yeah, ton I'm of sure money a and then to overlook a detail as minor as that unforgivable but that shatters the entire illusion well this is just Horrible. brought to my mind probably the worst or the best example but the worst instance of this is american sniper where they oh use my a god <laughs> where they use no. a fake baby no. like a clearly no. very very fake baby yeah yeah but and i guess it can also go the other way i mean i don't want to get into this too early yeah this is a taste of what's to come yeah. in the episode. Yeah. But when they try too hard yeah. to make it like something, yeah. like the Twilight series, mm -hmm. the baby in that. Yeah. Yeah. They really tried to make I that baby look. I would prefer if they had just used a, a fake, fake baby. baby. Yeah. 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 
So you have to find the balance, people. Gotta find the balance. For all our filmmakers watching, listening I mean, to the pod today. Yeah. Come on, guys. Do better. Do better. But just briefly back to the Dance Dance yes, Revolution yes. in Kissing Booth 2. So then at the grand competition, it's just – it's unbelievable, okay? <laughs> 75% of their performance is off the mat. Yeah. They're doing flips. They are off the mat way more than they're on it. Yeah, and it's like you're not given any uh, background as to what the – like, what are they being judged on? Yeah. Surely the they, criteria? Surely if they just wanted a freestyle dance, then they would have entered a freestyle dance competition. But this is a dance, dance revolution contest. Yeah. And they are just not even pressing the buttons. It is okay? nonsensical. And then, as nonsensical as it is, those feet are – they were wearing really cool sneakers. Yeah. But at the very end, you know, they wait and they look at the – the big screen, and it says 100% accuracy. They have the audacity to do that after what we just watched with our own eyes. I mean, it's just unbelievable, It's unbelievable. Folks. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Like, highly entertaining, but mm-hmm. good God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just moving right into yep. another black bulb Another bulb. We have to, it's very similar to the couple pairing, I would say, this black bulb. Yeah. That it sets such unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic. So we're supposed to believe that the older brother goes mm-hmm. to Harvard. That it's he al- somehow gets into Harvard. It's always Harvard. It's, it's always yeah. Harvard. Like, did you see Love Rosie? Yes. Where he's like, oh, I just I, got a letter in the I mail. I got a full ride to Harvard. full ride to Harvard. And it's in a little envelope. It's a in a standard. They, that's another thing. The inconsistency. Never, never <laughs> would a college send you an acceptance letter in one of those little envelopes. No. Okay. Never. And they never go to the effort to make it a big envelope in the movie. No, it's like, just, just ask Harvard, hey, can we have one of those big envelopes you send to people when they're accepted? <laughs> like, we'll pay you for it. Okay. No. Nope. They just use a standard white <laughs> letter envelope. Letter envelope. Okay. Unforgivable. Like, Unforgivable. Like my little brother is going to be a senior in high school and he's getting like things mm-hmm. from all these colleges. Harvard sent like a nice. Ooh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's getting them from like nice colleges. Damn. I did not. It's Shout like, out, Joe. Yeah. Harvard sent this big ass book to where you're like, why would you spend this much money on yeah. this? Okay. Like, Joe's not going to go to Harvard. Okay. <laughs> not that he couldn't, but like, but he's not. He's not. And. Yeah, it's like this nice bound book with these mm-hmm. big glossy pages. And then in Kissing Booth, all they can do is a little envelope. A little envelope. Okay. And they don't mention even that like the older brother is a football player going to Harvard. They don't say that. No. He got in purely on academics. Purely on academics. We're, he's never seen studying, never seen no. doing anything. I mean, I think they did make mention in the film of how he was in the film. I can't even <laughs> yeah, take that seriously. It's not, it's not in the movie. Okay, the yeah. movie about how he was smart. Yeah. But it's like just because you're smart does not mean. No, God, no. That you can go to Harvard. No. Okay, and then, of And then they do it again. They do they it do again. It again. Of course, it's like. Four schools in these movies. Like, mm-hmm. why did they, Why is it always, like, Ivy's? Why is it never, like, a reasonable... State school. State school. I mean, I guess UC Berkeley for them would yeah. be a state school. But yeah. it's still, like, a un, yeah, realistic school for a lot of people, yeah. right? And even for Elle. L, so Elle and Lee have always dreamed about going to Berkeley together. Okay, that's more realistic. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, well... But my, it's still a stretch, I It's still say. a stretch. It's she's like she's never seen school. studying... We don't hear anything about her being a good student, okay? She's spending all her time doing Dance Dance Revolution, okay? And then she's like, well, my boyfriend goes to Harvard, so I'm going to apply to Harvard. And she applies to Harvard, and she gets waitlisted, okay? Waitlisted. Doesn't it at the end, though, show that she got in? Yeah, so she gets waitlisted at both Berkeley and Harvard, which would never happen. Okay. She would straight up get rejected. Straight up. No, no, no. It's like if you were waitlisted at Harvard, you would 100% get into Berkeley. Yeah. Literally. Like, and if you were waitlisted at Berkeley, you would 100% be rejected from Harvard. Yeah. Not that Berkeley's not a good school, but like those are not not on the same level. Okay. And then at the end, she gets into both. And they're like the only school she applied to. She only applied to two schools, of course. And, she's and they're looking, both great schools. Yeah, it's they're like, both great. <laughs> no, it's like, why not apply to, like, 
San Diego State University, yeah. honey. Like, and it's like so many movies do that. So many. Like, just be realistic. Like, Booksmart. That's yeah. another movie that did that where I found it very annoying that like all of these teenagers were just like going to these great schools. I'm yeah. like, can we not like set the expectation that like you might just have to go to your state school? Yeah. Yeah. And that <laughs> we sound so bitter. I know. <laughs> Some of us went to respectable <laughs> state universities. I'm like hearing this from an outsider's perspective. No, and those like, schools suck and they're elitist. And I am yeah. not sorry about it. And if you not went there, sorry. you're a loser. <laughs> but anyways, I will say one show that got it right, mm-hmm. but it was still annoying, what? was Gilmore Girls. I remember mm. she got three big envelopes and they made yeah. a point to say it. Lorelai pulls them out of the mailbox and she's like, you got the big ones. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for that. But it's still like, could they not, did she get rejected from any school? No, those are the only three schools she applied to. So still. Still, it's ridiculous. 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 And then also, okay, not to do a tangent. We should talk about Gilmore Girls at some point because I could rant about that and Rory Gilmore. But it's like the whole series. It's like Harvard, Harvard. She's going to go to Harvard. All she wants to do is go to Harvard. And then she's like, "Mm, no, I'm going to go to Yale. Yeah, it makes no sense. Spoiler alert. Anyways, back to (laughs) this. That's really the last uh, point. Grievance that we have. Grievance is like, just go to a different school. Or at least apply. Or at least acknowledge the fact in the movie that like, these are great schools and the chances of getting into them is slim. Yeah. Incredibly slim. Incredibly slim. slim. I'm like, high schoolers are going to watch this and be like, well, I could go to Harvard. I could go. No, you can't. No, you can't. Okay? <laughs> you can't. You can't. And even if you could, you shouldn't want to because because they're Harvard sucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's about all we have to say. Sorry um, if that no. was just no, no, no. Okay. Not so about the movie. Yeah. Back to Jacob Alordi. Alordi. Okay. Who is smoking? He is by smoking. The way. He's six five. He's Australian. I think at the moment he has a mullet, uh-huh. which I'm very into. Yeah. He does not want to be there, okay? And it is clear. It is clear. Understandably, you know, he's making this movie with his <laughs> ex after he's upgraded. And, you know, it's like Euphoria is a more serious show, uh-huh. HBO. You it's know? definitely a bit more gritty, you know, gives yeah. you more material to work with as an actor. Yeah, and now Stretches we're back. those abilities. Yeah, and now we're back to this. Mindless. Kissing booth. And, like, he didn't post about this on his Instagram. Mm-mm. He didn't. Mm-mm. Like, the one video he posted was on his story, and he looked like a hostage. Straight he up. Like, like he was had a gun to his head, trying like, yeah. being forced to promote mm-hmm. Kissing Booth mm-hmm. too. And they're making a third one. This and this man, man. This <laughs> poor man. This poor, beautiful man. And the whole time we were watching, I knew that there was something about him that obviously he is hot. Okay? Yeah. But there was something, something particular about him that I knew that I just liked. And it hit me the other day. I had a revelation. He looks like Sylvester Stallone, mm-hmm. okay? I'll put up the side by side. Yeah. It's the eyes. It's he looks like eyes. peak Rocky, maybe like Rocky Three versus yeah. Jacob Elordi. Look at the side by side. Tell her she's similar. wrong. Tell her she's yeah, wrong. Yeah, tell me I'm wrong, okay? <laughs> you're going to sit here and you're going to tell me that I'm wrong? Yeah. And that's why I liked him because I love <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. I'm a Sylvester Stallone stan. He's hot even still. <laughs> Maybe not still, but uh, at one point, yes. Rocky is the love of my life. But he also, Jake Velarde, is like a tall Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, also. there's also that because when we were watching – I don't remember who pointed out first. I think it was your brother. Yeah, I think my brother pointed it out that he looks like a tall Josh Hutcherson, Mm -hmm. which is also true. So we'll put that up as well. Yeah. But I knew it was in the eyes. It was in the eyes that he looked like (laughs) sly. Okay. Okay, before we get into our next subject, which relates back to our man Jacob. Yeah. I do have to apologize. I feel like I've gotten quite passionate and I might have yelled into the mic. So if I've yeah, blown, your, blown your ears out at any point. Um, 
during this pod, I do apologize, and I will try to control my enthusiasm during this next segment. Of Sorry, the... we're passionate. It's going to be hard, though. Passion. Yeah, it's really going to be hard because I mean, if you thought we were riled up about kissing Booth too, it's going to get it's going to get weird, folks. It's yeah. going to get weird. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Jacob Elordi, you know, hating his life, yeah. not wanting to promote this film, just reminds us reminded us of, of the behavior of another certain someone. Our Pats. Our Pats. Robert The parallels are truly, now that I'm thinking about it even more. Yeah. Think about it. They're both, I mean, Australian, British, foreman. Doing American accents in movies and are very good at it. Mm -hmm. They both dated Mm co-star. They both hate the movie they're working (laughs) Yeah. I mean, those are the parallels. I mean, it launched their careers, but. Yeah. Well. I mean, Robert Pattinson did have he had a Harry role, yeah. Potter, but I mean, which, this was his know. first starring. Yeah, Cedric role, Diggory, baby. you know, was a side character. Yeah, it's like the tragic death. Yeah, <laughs> that interview of him. Have you seen it? It's like it was kind of a meme <laughs> of him on the Harry Potter set where he's like, "I literally just drink five cups of coffee a day and talk to no one." <laughs> I love that man. Me. Me. Oh my god, mood. <laughs> yeah. So Twilight, Twilight has been on is the, the mind. next topic, if you couldn't yeah. guess where this is going. Yeah. But I mean, let's just take a second before we get into the films, the books, everything mm-hmm. we gotta talk about to revel in the glory of mm-hmm. our paths. Yeah. He truly is like such an enduring crush of mine. Yeah. Cause I look back. When my our Pat's obsession started yeah. in sixth grade, first time I saw the movies, maybe fifth grade actually. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He has stayed constant. He mm-hmm. has always been hot to me. Yeah. But the other men at that time that I thought were hot have lost their appeal. Yeah. And I think that is he is just steady. poetic. I actually got into like a pretty heated argument with one of my professors last year about Robert Pattinson being hot. Really? <laughs> no way. Yeah. She was like, he's not hot. He is hot. And I'm like, well, what are you looking at, bitch? <laughs> and I just love his personality. Him and yeah, Kristen Stewart. He's a both. cheeky lad. They just don't seem like they were meant to be celebrities at no, all. No, no, you no. Know? And that's what I liked about them because this podcast is dedicated to celebrity slander. Yeah, we hate celebrities. We are anti celeb. Robert Pattinson passes the vibe check. Uh-huh. Okay. Kristen Stewart does as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they dated throughout the whole franchise. Yeah. That's one difference. You know, they didn't break yeah. up mid. I can't have imagined what that would have done. To no. Me. The experience. No. It could have possibly ruined Twilight for me forever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead, it was just like they had a love that was beautiful, uh-huh. and then it was done. And it was done because she cheated. But <laughs> it happens, girly. <laughs> it happens. I mean, but cheating on him—I know that is that's brutalness. That is brutalness. But it's fine because she's like gay now. Right? Yeah, she's gay. <laughs> uh, what's he? He dated FKA Twigs yeah. for a while. I don't know. Is he dating anybody now? I need to Let's know. Let's look it up. I simply need Here's to Here's a little ASMR for you. A little typey typey. You tingling? <laughs> Suki Waterhouse. <gasps> She's also hot. She was in Love, Rosie. She was like mm-hmm. the really annoying. Yeah, she's hot. Okay, it checks out. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Oh, my God. Another thing that I just have to mention since we're talking about our paths. Yeah. Camille Rowe got to make out with him for a um, Dior perfume commercial. Wow. That would be a hot couple. <laughs> that. Yeah. That would be a hot And couple. what a lucky woman. Yeah. She's had our paths. No, I would freak She's out. She's had Harry. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Just like looking at these it. pictures of him after doing a quick little Google. A cheeky little Google. I mean, he's so hot. He is how, fine. Like, he is fine. How could you not think so? Yeah. I mental illness. <laughs> mental illness. Yeah. So, yeah. I just had to really glorify our paths for a minute here. Yeah. We stand. That's my type. That's my type. Okay, <laughs> embarrassing, but I do have to Ooh, admit this grinds my gears, folks. That I was Team Jacob when I first read the books and watched the movies. Okay, how long did that last? 
What I movie did it get? Was it the whole time? No, it wasn't the whole time. It was most of middle school. I was Team Jacob. I had Taylor Lautner posters from like Team. You were still a sports girl, I guess. So. Oh wait, no. T- what are those? Tiger Bob. Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat. J14. I'm getting old. <laughs> Smooth brain. <laughs> <Okay>. Early on. <laughs> Tiger Beat. J14. J14. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know I like scavenged for oh those two. I think I had the posters, but I was always solidly. I mean, I don't know if I was just lying to myself. Like, there's no way at any point in my life I was like, those muscles are hot. (laughs) I mean, I do like darker haired men. Yeah. But, like, it just doesn't add up. Mm-mm, I had to have been lying up. to myself. <laughs> it doesn't add up. That body is repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> to me now. <laughs> Robert Pattinson oh. is just the perfect. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he doesn't care about his body, okay? He still he has just that vaguely things. sick look that <laughs> Yeah, that we love. Love that, okay? Caring about your body. (laughs) It's a no from me, okay? I'm really losing it, okay? The hysteria is fresh because all I've been doing for the past three days is reading Midnight Sun. Yeah. So, like, I have truly reverted back to my 11, 12-year-old self, and it's really shocking what it's doing to me. Um, I don't feel well for everybody wondering. Yeah. Because, you know, this twilight phase in my life, the twilight renaissance that's currently happening that I'm a part of, um, it's coinciding with my paramour yeah. resurgence. Yeah. And so it's just all coming together. Yeah, It feels as if I could will myself back into sixth grade. Yeah. <laughs> the twilight renaissance is real. It's strong as shit. And it has been for like the last year. Yeah. Every day. When I log on to Twitter.com, <laughs> Twitter.com, www.twitter.com. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Twitter. Um, there's like a Twilight content. Yeah. I see like so much Twilight content every day because it's like our generation knows just timeless, beautiful art yeah. when we see it. Okay. We do. Okay. We do. So Stephanie Jen- Meyer could have written Romeo and Juliet. But could have William Shakespeare no. written Twilight. No. no. Hell no. Yeah. Gen Z loves Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Uh, she was a Mormon. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. That's juicy. She was a Mormon. <laughs> and then she was. She was. Like, I don't know. I don't know if she's still a Mormon or. I mean, surely she there are some vaguely out. pro-life um yeah yeah <laughs> museums yeah, later perhaps. in the books yeah so I, that like made me google yeah i mean i was like is twilight pro-life is it tw- <laughs> i mean the leopard can't and then change it was like, well, all she is spots. mormon but it's fine yeah <laughs> it's fine okay she's so, not on our shit list like jk rowling yet oh yeah jk rowling is done she's done she's canceled uh midnight sun yeah so that officially dropped this week even though if you are twilight uh lover like we are you have probably read excerpts Mm -hmm. from this Mm -hmm. like many times probably over the past decade yeah i've revisited the leaked version of midnight sun multiple times throughout my life yeah for those of you who don't know midnight sun is like a retelling of the first twilight book mm-hmm. from edward's perspective because all of them are from bella's perspective mm-hmm. but pov shakes things up pov this is edward pov but yeah i mean i'm probably gonna have to borrow that from you once you finish uh, it. it'll be quick don't worry it'll it's be been, quick. yeah it's been 10 years since i've yeah. read any of the books i'm ashamed Damn, that's to say crazy. i've revisited whenever i'm sad yeah. you know yeah feels like a common theme like i know i'm depressed when i rewatch yeah twilight and then it's like well there are certain things in the books that i liked better and so yeah. then i'll read the books and then i'm like oh my god you are disgusting yeah, <laughs> yeah. can't even look myself in the mirror but. yeah i mean and it was just such a blur too when i originally read them mm-hmm. i remember my mom did not want me to read them oh my god yeah mine this is either. fifth or sixth grade i think, I think all the books fifth. came out in fifth yeah and then the movie i think came out yeah and th- fifth or between fifth and sixth yeah but then my mom bought the book 
I think, because yeah. she was like, well, let's see what this is yeah, all about. Yeah, my mom read them first. And then she, like, read all four books. Like, that's also very funny about this. Like, I feel like our parents are also involved in this. Yeah. It's some capacity. Yeah. I don't think it holds the same weight to yeah, them. As it's it not the same us. real estate in their brain as it does yeah, in Yeah, I mean, Twilight just carries major real yeah. estate in my brain. But, yeah, it's a very nostalgic thing, a bonding thing between mothers and daughters. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, I think I read the books in sixth grade once I had seen the movie. Yeah. And I remember I was reading Breaking Dawn, and I left it (laughs) in my sixth grade math class. I was halfway through it, and someone stole it. (gasps) The girl in the next period stole it. Do you know who? Yes, I know exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you after (laughs) this. And I went up to her the next day, and I was like, hey, I think that's my book that I left in Mr. Peepa's class. <laughs> Mr. Peepa. And she was like, no, that, this is mine. <gasps> this is mine that I and bought. And I was like, that's mine. I oh know that God. that's mine. It has the same markings that mine has. Klepto. And she was like, sorry, it's mine. Sorry, actually Absolute it's klepto, yeah. And yeah. Her and mom I had probably to- wouldn't let her read it, so she had to get, on her, yeah. get her hands on it somehow. Yeah. And in that way, I feel bad for her. Yeah, she's married now. But... Uh- <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> but... I had to like check it out from the library and finish it that way. Oh my god! They yeah. had that book in no, which it library? Might, it might have been the local the, library, yeah. not the school. library. I was like, damn, the school library carrying. No, the middle school library sucked. I remember reading. This is off topic. Yeah. I feel like we're less organized in this segment than the last. But I mean, we're just Twilight. It just it there's so many things all to talk about. You know? Yeah. I just remember reading like historical fiction books from the yeah. middle school library yeah pathetic <laughs> hey i mean it's a very uh important time oh yeah in the young girls development oh, yeah. yeah i remember watching i think i might have read the book before i watched the movie because my mom always like i think she grew up watching like some vampire stuff that freaked her out yeah. as a kid and so she was like worried that like me watching twilight would traumatize me yeah <laughs> Um, which, I mean, she should probably have been more worried about the current scenario yeah, than it would yeah. alter my mental development forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I watched it against her wishes on a beach trip with one of my elementary school friends and never looked back. The rest was history. history. And my love for our paths was born and yeah. my mental illness started. Yeah. For two solid years of my life, mm-hmm. I think, I based my personality solely on the character of Bella Swan. Mm-hmm. I never felt that connection, but I respect that. I really that. did. I yeah. really did. And, like, it, I'm ashamed to admit it. Like, yeah. I think, yeah. like, that was an early sign that something was just not right in the brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all have them. Um, I have to have a disclaimer here, though. Uh, if I hadn't watched all of Buffy in the oh, last year, yeah. I wouldn't know that really – Twilight kind of owes everything to Buffy. That's true. That doesn't I... mean I don't love them both separately. Yeah. But we have to acknowledge that Buffy was first. Mm-hmm. Buffy was first. Um, the original pop culture vampire. Yeah, the original forbidden vampire romance. Mm-hmm. I was rewatching some of season one, and it's Angel so is hot. But I'm still Team Spike. Um <laughs> Yeah, so if you haven't watched Buffy, you should go watch Buffy. Yeah. Uh, both are just great franchises, though. Yeah. The vampire is just, you know. It's like it evolved into mm-hmm. something, you know, more modern with Twilight. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. beautiful. And it's just inherently goth. Yeah, it is very goth. You know, I feel like we kind of may have thrown our viewers the kissing booth content yeah that is so we, not we want to bring it back home yeah that was not goth of us no but this is goth yeah yeah twilight is and i feel like that might be why you know i was i was very hesitant you know mm-hmm. in middle school i think that might be why i gravitated towards innocent. taylor lautner mm-hmm. you know i was like he's definitely the more goth of, or, the, or least, the least yeah. goth yeah you weren't, I saw ready. It, you weren't ready yet. i wasn't ready yet <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, all cops are bastards, but Charlie's the most attractive <laughs> guy in that whole movie. Which, what? I yeah, mean, I can Charlie see do be kind of hot, He do though. be kind of hot, though. 
Yeah. I love me a stoic man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spoiler alert, but in Midnight Sun, it's literally like um, Edward can hardly read Charlie's thoughts. He can hardly read. Brain empty. <laughs> really? I love yeah, he's that. like, I get the vague impression of his thoughts, but nothing clear. Brain empty. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's the life. Um... Yeah, and like the movies in theaters, I remember being really jealous of people who went to see New Moon at its midnight premiere. Yeah, I never did that. I don't think I saw any of them no, at a I midnight didn't. premiere. I mean, I don't think we could drive yet. So yeah, it we was couldn't. like kind of out of kind of out of the question. Breaking Dawn Part Two came out when we were like juniors, though, didn't it? Or did it not? Were we? In... I don't remember. Okay, one more. Uh, one more ASMR here. ASMR. Breaking Dawn Part Two released in oh, 2012. Oh. oh my god! Okay, yeah, no, that makes more sense to me because I was like, I definitely could have dri- couldn't drive. Yeah, I was like I eighth grade, and I was yeah. thinking it was wow. Good. Okay, Breaking Dawn Part Two. I do remember seeing it in the theater. Oof, yeah, the trauma, the trauma, the absolute trauma of Breaking Dawn Part Two. If you don't know what we're talking about. I I'm mean, sorry. You you're should probably know what just we're talking lost about. at this point if you don't know what we're talking about. True. I mean, I'm just going to say it. She's just going to say it, folks. Them carrying Carlisle's head, Oof. his Mm-mm. severed Mm-mm. head. Mm-mm. I mean, that was traumatic. Yeah. Man. There's simply nothing to be said that can no. capture the feeling. And then of it's seeing literally that like. Time. Psych. But it was all a dream. <laughs> and then she woke up. <laughs> it was all a dream. That I rewatched Breaking Dawn Part Two somewhat recently, mm-hmm. which is just a good one. When they yeah. bring the vampires from all over the world, the world, they form Come a coalition. The Rami Malik is, is in it. I love a revolution theme. Yeah, so hot. Yeah, Rami Malik being in that <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah. Objectively funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like we also have to address the facts. That 9-11 can lead straight to Twilight. Do you? Have Wait, you heard this? No. You haven't heard this theory. I heard 9-11 and I was like, oh, Robert Pattinson's 9-11 movie. No. Okay. No, 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 Say no, what no, you're no. thinking. Okay, so 9-11 happens. Yes. Which inspires the lead, I don't know, singer or something of My Chemical Romance Whoa. to write music. Okay. Which inspires Stephanie Meyer to write Twilight. Shit. Which then inspires E.L. James to write Fifty Shades of Grey. Wow. Which then inspires Anna Scott to write after the Harry Styles <gasps> fan fiction. Oh my God. That's all connected, folks. Okay, we need to put up a diagram of that. That is crazy. I, think, I don't know where I Which saw that. all I think resulted it would be on Twitter. Yeah. in this podcast. That's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. Wow. Yeah, no, I was thinking the Robert Pattinson 9-11 movie, oh my which God. was, that was also traumatic. highly traumatic. I remember seeing that in theaters and literally leaving. And the, you're like, what the fuck? Leaving the theater, bawling my eyes out. Like, I really can't believe they did that. That was really You're like, up. how should we end this? Hmm. Remember Me is the movie, if you yeah. don't know. Again. So that concludes our discussion of Twilight. I'm not sure how we ended up talking for longer about kissing booth than yeah. I mean there's just too much with Twilight yeah. like if we were to go book by book movie by movie we could be here for hours for folks. hours and I'll spare you that yeah I will spare you that yeah out of the kindness of my heart we've said what needs to be said mm-hmm. about you know what it means to us as a whole yeah but you know there might be more Twilight content, content in the future if you want to talk specific Twilight let's talk theories let's have let's that talk. conversation let's have that conversation hell yeah but we'll move into our last few bits of wisdom to share with you today. Yeah. Here's some – so a current hot topic, mm-hmm. uh, talking now about the modern world of today, <laughs> 2020. Uh, if you've been paying attention, mm-hmm. Ellen DeGeneres is in some – Hot water. Hot water. And her show Oof. is maybe going to be canceled. She's going to be replaced. 
Who knows? And like, I'm really enjoying it more than I ever yeah. thought that I would. I mean, this goes back to our hatred Hate of celebrities. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and I like, I enjoy the Ellen show when I watch it. My mom's a big Ellen fan. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a good talk show. Yeah. But you can just tell that like that she, she is horrible. Yeah. You can tell. <laughs> Apparently it's been like a very open secret in LA for mm-hmm. like years and years and years that Ellen is actually a monster. To guests and to uh or, or less can so be, to guess but can yeah. be to guess can be to guess yeah because i heard that um i don't know if you guys know who nikki tutorials is but she's that youtuber who came out as uh trans oh, last yeah, year yeah. and went on the ellen show mm-hmm. and she like it subtly said that she had a bad experience yeah. like with ellen yeah being rude which is not surprising because yeah. a youtuber isn't like yeah, it's not a list. The level of celebrity that Ellen probably deems as like yeah worthy. To- yeah, she only deals with a list celebs. Yeah. And which brings you to your point about Mr. Ashton, Mr. Kutcher. Oh yeah. So, and if you don't, if you're not familiar, mm-hmm. you should look it up because it's uh, pretty interesting. But it's like a lot of her former and current staff have come forward anonymously. To say, like, it's a very toxic working environment. Uh, And, like, a lot of them have said, like, it's mostly the producer's fault Mm -hmm. because they're just, like, like, some of them are, like, racist. Some of them have been, like, very handsy with Mm. employees. They just, like, someone got fired for taking time off to go to a family member's funeral. Like, they're just bad people. But if Ellen's entire brand is be kind or be nice or whatever – then, like, she, she's responsible for that. Yeah. For the people that run her show. And also, she's apparently, like, a nightmare. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to, like, speak to her or make eye contact if you see her on set. Which, again, would be a different thing if her whole thing wasn't yeah. be kind. Because yeah. someone countered that with, like, oh, well, apparently Steve Harvey, like, sent a memo to his whole staff being, like, don't speak to me. <laughs> But like, but that's not his. His yeah. whole thing isn't being kind. Okay, you watch Steve, and you know that he's being fake as hell. <laughs> and I love it. Okay, he's a that's funny the appeal, man. man. That's the appeal. Ellen, yeah, it's like she's built this whole brand that is now ruining mm-hmm. her, and it's very satisfying. Yeah, it is satisfying. And now her celeb friends are coming to her. Are defense. coming to her defense. It's mostly been today. Uh, so there's been Katy Perry. Kevin Hart, Jay Leno, Ashton Kutcher, and all of these statements have been, like, very similar. And I saw someone on Twitter was saying, like, it's probably, like, a PR package that Ellen's team sent out being, like, please, like, like, copy and paste one of these posts, which is, like, fucked up, obviously. Uh, But it also wouldn't surprise me if these celebrities are, like, naive enough to be, like, well, she's nice to me. Yeah. And that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. So Ashton Kutcher tweeted something along the lines of, like, well, I can only speak from my personal experience, but, like, Ellen has never been anything but kind and, like, accommodating. And it's like, Yeah, to you. To you. And and someone said, oh, wow, she was accommodating to you, a billionaire A-list celebrity? And he replied and was like, I'm not a billionaire. (laughs) Like, okay, that's that's not the issue. That is not the issue here. And you're an asshole. (laughs) Uh, And it's, like, they're making her look so much worse. Yeah. And, like, what is your point in coming forward to just discredit these, like, working people who, like, work every day with Ellen? To be like, well, when I was a guest on her show to promote my new movie, yeah, she was very nice to me. Do they not realize how nasty it is when, like, celebrities group together against, like, working class people? Yeah. Celebrities are... No, the um, revolution the, is coming. It's coming, for man. Like, I just feel like the pandemic has, like, really magnified that issue, too. Yeah, like, because it's, like, you have The fucking no- Imagine video, like, that uh-uh. was the first, like, huge thing. Yeah. People being, like, celebrities. Oh. Yeah, no, that was the first, like, widespread celebrity Outrage, hatred that yeah. I've seen. Uh, and I loved it. Yeah, I loved, I loved it. Okay, and then uh, we had mentioned Fifty Shades of Grey, but I remember, because <laughs> obviously it's embarrassing if you were in that video after, yeah. like, the feedback it got. And Jamie Dornan, I think is his name, the guy from Fifty Shades, 
was like, well, I knew this would happen. And that's why I filmed mine in the bathroom so that you wouldn't see my big house in the background. Or that was what's implied. He's like, well, my house is too nice to film in front of. So I went to my bathroom. It's like, wow, you're maybe the biggest asshole <laughs> yeah. of the whole group. What? Yeah. Oh so God. rich people coming to other rich people's defense. We hate to see it. We hate to see and, it. And like, the reckoning is coming. The reckoning is coming for all of you. Our Pats, K Stew, Harry Styles. You are exempt. Yeah. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> uh, who else? I don't know. There's probably a couple others, but yeah. the vast majority gotta go. They gotta go. They man. gotta go. They gotta go. Um, I feel like or they just gotta learn how to keep their mouth shut. Like, just keep your mouth shut. Is it that hard? No one. It's like they think that everyone cares about what they have to say. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Who do they think they are? Us. <laughs> okay, people care what we have to say. <laughs> people don't care what Ashton Kutcher has to say. Okay. And one day when we're celebrities, we'll shut the fuck. We'll up. shut the fuck <laughs> up. Okay, that's what you do. That is our promise to you. <laughs> Oh boy. I just I feel like that's a good note to go out on. Yeah. You know? yeah. That's our promise. Yeah. This was I think this was a good mm -hmm. a good time. I enjoyed our time together. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> it too. If you've never seen Kissing Booth 2 or Twilight or the Ellen show, you've got some research. You've yeah, got, you've got some, some research. research. Congratulations for making it this far though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we are just pop culture queens yeah. here. That's all we do. That's why we don't have jobs because we spend yeah. way too much time. Yeah, it's like a job know, we with really celebrities, but like we just consume their <laughs> media their all day, every fodder. day. Yeah, and that's why we hate them. They're the reason that we're mentally ill. <laughs> we're the piggies, yeah, slopping up the <laughs> celebrity. What is that called? What do pigs eat? Slop, slop, <laughs> slopping up the celebrity slop. Celebrity slop. Um, remember, guys, treat people with treat kindness. people with kindness. But um, like, even if it came out that Harry was like a monster, <laughs> I would not care because he minds his business. He minds his business. You know, I love that. I love him. that. He says treat people with kindness, and I think, you know, he makes me actually want to do that. But and then I'm like, oh, well, I don't. That's not like. <laughs> but like, I would like to for him. Okay. <laughs> Okay, sisters. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. Follow us on Insta. Yeah, and look out, as always, for our episode images. Yes. Bye. Bye.